Welcome to the Strong for Performance podcast, where we share wisdom and practical tips to help you grow stronger in all areas of your life. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. I interview experts who offer real-world experiences that you can apply to your own journey. If you enjoy my podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to another episode of the Strong for Performance podcast. I'm Meredith Bell, your host, and it's my privilege to bring you special guests who will inspire and challenge you. My podcast is sponsored by Performance Support Systems, publisher of software tools and books for improving the way people communicate with each other at work. And this is a first today. I'm so excited to let you all know. I have two guests with me on this one episode, Walt Hampton and Joe Perrone. So we are going to have so much fun today. This is going to be a fabulous conversation because we're going to be exploring what it means to have a really effective coach and coachy relationship. So let me first give a brief introduction to both of my guests, and then we will get started. Walt Hampton was a guest on episode 28. So if you haven't watched or listened to that one, I highly encourage you to do so. Walt is the founder and and chairman of Summit Success International, a global personal and professional development firm. He's a best-selling author, a business coach, a management consultant, leadership trainer, and motivational speaker. And I can tell you, he excels in all of those. Joe Perrone is a small business owner. He runs two businesses, New England Collision and Astro Auto Repair. And what's remarkable to me about Joe is that he has truly learned what it means to work on his business instead of in it. And so now he has time to be a coach himself. And he works with other business owners to help them um, find the time and avoid and recover from burnout. And I have to say, he is one of the most dedicated lifelong learners I have ever met. (laughs) Every time we talk, he is asking me for the, the next list of books that I might recommend for him to read. So this relationship these two men have together is very special. And I think it's just going to be a great learning experience for everyone who's listening. So Walt and Joe, welcome. So nice to be here, Meredith. Thank you. And what a special treat to be here with Joe Tooth. So thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Meredith, very much. Enjoy your podcast and enjoy this uh, this opportunity. Oh, great. Well, first, of course, we need to find out how did you meet and when did you start working together? So we have context here for everyone. So Joe, I think it's been about a year, uh, yeah. but you'd be better um, to speak about how you came to find me and came to my doorstep. I met you through uh my uncle, Tom Perrone, who's uh, 50 years in business consulting, small business uh, owners consulting, and uh, Bill Doerr, who's uh, the master connector, Bill Doerr, two, two men I uh, greatly admire. And, you know, my uncle knew that I was looking to 
create free time in business and had been working on that for several years and knew for the last three years, my January one goal was become a consultant to small business owners like myself that wanted more time freedom. And he said, Hey, you know, you you haven't been checking that box. I know that that's been a a thing. I think you should think you should get a coach. That would be a good idea. And he says, "I, I just met this this wonderful guy, Walt Hampton, and I think you would like him. And indeed I did. <laughs> so it's been a great, uh, a great relationship ever since. And uh, Walt has pushed me and prodded me and, and uh, given me many, many, many insights. And it has truly transformed my life. So. Well, so I'm so glad you mentioned um, your uncle, Uh, Tom, because Tom is the one that actually suggested this interview format. So I want to give a shout out to him. Such a great, great guy. And he has a wonderful podcast himself. Walt, you were going to say something? Well, I wanted to tease out something that Joe said. And I think it's Ah, important because there is so much internet noise out there and certainly LinkedIn noise. You connect with somebody and they immediately turn around and say, buy my stuff. Uh, And there's a lot (laughs) of... A lot of noise out in the inner, you know, Facebook space. You know, you buy this and you're immediately going to get success. Joe flagged relationship and he named a number of people who are um, superstars in the uh, networking and relationship creating space. What's true, however good Facebook marketing is, however good LinkedIn networking is, at the end of the day, and we as com- uh, consumers do this. We rely on relationships for making those big decisions. Mm -hmm. I don't care whether it's um, a babysitter or a dentist or a physician or a coach or a forensic accountant. We don't buy those relationships off a LinkedIn ad or a Facebook ad or a pop-up. Those are nurtured and those are created over time through carefully loved on and attended to relationships. That's a great point. And you know what, it's kind of a nice lead into one of the questions I wanted to start off with, with you. And that is, what do you look for in your ideal client from the coach's perspective? Um, what, and, and what do you recommend people look for in a coach? And then how did Joe meet your criteria? Oh, I love those questions. So, um, we're really clear about the answers to those questions because in our work, we train and certify and support coaches. Uh, one of the things that is critical for people who are shopping coaches to be aware of is that you want a coach who walks the talk. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was working last year um, with a client that I've worked with for years and we were doing an end of the year review and he was up 70% year over year. And he said, Walt, do you know why I still work with you? I said, because I'm handsome. And he said, (laughs) well, yes. Um, Bald. I said, he said, yes. He said, no. He said, "Um, you're living the life that I want to live. You have the time freedom and the location freedom and you, you actually have walked the talk. So I think having, I think coaches um, need to walk their talk. And one of those pieces that is essential for me, and it's a requirement 
if anybody is going to come into my coach training and certification work is they have a coach. Good coaches have coaches. And mm -hmm. so it's, I think, important to walk the talk from that perspective as well. Um, and then um, from there, um, it's about relationship because at a very high level, coaches are creating and holding space mm -hmm. with, their, with their clients. It's sure, there are strategies and tools and all of that that goes on. But at a very high level, my clients are successful business owners. Um, they are, have already seen success in their life. Uh, and when you get further along in your journey, there are very few safe places. I mean, Joe is so brave to be a beginner again. I mean, that's, that takes a lot of guts to show up and be a beginner again after all of the years he's put in in the trenches himself. And so when we do coaching at a high level, it's not just about the mechanics of the stuff, but it's about the ability of the coach to hold space with his or her client so that that deep work can be done. And so, you know, the ultimate uh, decision, like it might be with a physician or any other uh, highly trained professionals, the fit's got to be right. So those things are important when selecting a coach. From a coach's perspective, I'm very slow. I only work with a handful of people. In fact, you cannot work with me directly right now unless you come in through a referral relationship. There is no direct marketing funnel by which you can work with me. You actually have to get referred to me. And I only work with a handful of people. And I want people who are coachable. That is, they're willing to come to the table like Joe has come to the table with a, with a beginner's mind. They, you know, you mentioned before, I think we went on the air, there's not a, rarely a time that goes by that Joe doesn't call you or me and say, uh, what's, what other books should I be reading? Mm -hmm. I want somebody who has a, who's coachable, who's willing to lean into the discomfort uh, of not knowing. I'm looking for somebody who's willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing, I'm, I look for somebody who is forward thinking. Um, it's easy to look back. It's easy to get caught up with what was, was yesterday. I want somebody who believes as I do that the best is yet to come. Uh, and so um, I'm looking for that rare person um, who wants to go deep with the work. I can teach marketing strategies to high school students. I can teach Facebook advertising to, uh, to college kids. That's not the work that happens in, the relationship, in a relationship between a Joe Perone and me. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. Okay, Joe. So what was it that caused you to say, Walt is the one, and I want to hear more about this deep work that you've gone into with him, because I think that will be very instructive for our listeners. Well, you know, when I, when I first met Walt on, on first, within the first five minutes, I knew, first of all, I knew in my, in, in my gut, I knew it was the right fit. And I, I didn't know at the time, but my, my intuition told me Walt didn't need me as a client. That was really important to me that Walt did not need me as a client. The other 
coaches and consultants that I had looked into. And it was, it was that, that pop-up by my, by my thing, by my service, by my course. And I already knew that I would sign up and I probably wouldn't do it. I would spend two grand on a course. I'd get halfway through because I didn't have that one-on-one accountability Mm. you know, 25 years in, in through, through business, you know, 11 years as a business owner, I, I, I knew my, I knew my shortcomings. I knew what, where I would fall off. I knew where I would make excuses. And, and when I met Walt, I said, this guy's going to keep, keep me accountable. When I get into the deep water of the mental, you know, stuff and the head trash that, that I would have that Walt would say, Hey, here, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that was, that was important to me. And I didn't know it at the time, but again, intuition is a, is a very uh, good guide. And when you, when you do trust your gut and your intuition, it always, it always proves you're right. But what was living, I didn't know this at the time, what was living the life that I had dreamed up for myself, you know, post kids, you know, down the road, you know, going to Bariloche's Argentina or, you know, you know, outdoor exploration. And Walt didn't have a, a private jet and a Ferrari on his, his Instagram and Facebook and his website. You know, that's not important to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather have a 12 passenger van so I can load up all the kids and their buddies and we can go on an adventure together. So Walt, wasn't the the shiny object syndrome pusher that I had seen on all the other channels that had retargeted me and everything everything else. So you know, Walt not needing me as a client and us you know having synergy and, and having common values that really that really made the biggest difference for me and was a was an easy yes when when we, uh, we sealed the deal. One of the things that, Go ahead. Um, one of the things we teach our clients, uh, and Joe is learning how, what the structure is for a sales conversation with a potential client. But um, that, that mindset piece of neediness in the marketplace always shows up and always, I think, poisons the possibility for deep relationship. Um, and I, was, uh, I don't know if I, I shared this with you, Joe, but um, Ann and I have both, Ann Shabani, who is my uh, business partner, my beautiful wife, um, we, we both had this experience recently where in the middle of a sales conversation, the potential client looked at us and said, this is a very unusual sales conversation. And I said, well, it's not a sales conversation. It's a, it's an interview. So, <laughs> You're bringing up such an, a, both of you have brought up an important point, which is uh, and actually more than one. This idea though, of each person is interviewing the other one for p- the potential fit. And so it's a, it really is a balanced equal kind of thing. And you both have to sense that. Um, if one feels pressure from the other, it's not going to work very well. And Joe, I love what you said about it being in, you know, you knew within, you know, just a few minutes, 
if the, that Walt was the right one. And so the, probably the conversation you had after your gut told you that was just to confirm <laughs> logically um, what it was you were feeling was the right thing. And I think that's so important because we often want to discount what our gut tells us in the face of other criteria, you know, that we might say is more important. But in reality, if we don't feel comfortable with that other person, it's not going to work. And you said something, Meredith, about the logic. If, if I let my logic, logic would have told me not to hire a coach. I had to go thoroughly on intuition and knowing what this end result would be because logic would not have, logic and ego would have left, kept me exactly where I was, which is a very important point. I, I, I was doing well. I am doing well. I don't need to be a consultant. I don't need to be a coach. I want to be a consultant and a coach. That is one thing that I really take pleasure in is that I love doing the work. Hmm. And um, even though it's really hard sometimes, even though it's really, really hard sometimes, but uh, as Walt said, you know, from that beginner's mindset, you know, we have two successful businesses. We have 12 employees. You know, I work 15 hours a week in my business and I work actually more with less pay <laughs> on my consulting and coaching business. But the, the payoff for me is that one person that's out there that's reading the post, that's making a difference in their day. And that's, that's true, raw, authentic. That's real. That's as real as I can make that for you. Meredith. And if I would have used logic to say, Hey, hire a coach. And, and it was a logical decision. It would, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have equated as a logical decision. To mm -hmm. No, I think that's a good point. We can talk ourselves out of things um, with, and, and the ego is what really you, you hit it. I think the ego gets in the way. Well, you don't really need that. You know, you can figure this out yourself. And yet you knew yourself well enough to know that wasn't the answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and I knew that again, within, you know, a first conversation with Walt that he would, when I got into that deep water and the ego started saying, well, you don't need to do this. You don't have to do this. This isn't, you know, productive for you. You, you have better time served in, in go back to your business, then go work 40 or 50 hours again in your business and you can make a ton, you know, but that wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what, intuitively what I didn't want to do. And he would call me on my BS that, you know, Nobody else would call me on. So thanks, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, Walt, let's talk a little bit about what, you know, you're such an exceptional coach. I'm just curious, what is it you pay attention to, you know, that tells you, here's how I need to respond to this person? And what was it, especially within Joe, that you felt like you wanted to help draw out? What kind of transformations did you see were possible for him? Mm -hmm. um, such such a beautiful question and an important question. One of the things we teach our coaches is that you must be a brave coach. You must be willing to risk everything, even the re coaching relationship to speak truth in the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy from a place of fear 
that you're going to break the relationship or your client is going to leave you, um, not to see things as they are um, and to call things as they are and to be willing to go very deep into the work. You know, we've talked a number of times about going deep into mm -hmm. the work. And so for many times it's, it's about calling out the elephant in the room. Uh, I had uh, a, a, a first conversation with a client uh, two years ago on the 4th of July. It was the only time he could fit me in. He had been re re referred to me for time management and productivity. Fourth of July. We don't do Fourth of July here in County Cork, Ireland, so it's okay with me. Be with him on the Fourth of July. I'm about 20 minutes in, and I'm and, and he's telling me why he's in the office on the Fourth of July. Uh, it was something wasn't it was some, something. What I, I have a little voice inside me, and I said, "So, Sean, how's your marriage?" And. Um, I could hear the, the crack in his voice and then the tears. Uh, and really what was going on had nothing to do with time management or business or anything, but it was about, there was a, a, a crack in the, in the under foundational relationship. So coaches need to be brave enough to see the elephant in the living room and, and be willing to lean into those places. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in some of, um, uh, our work together, Joe has been willing to entertain some of the deepest, darkest questions that haunt every single one of us. And there are three primary questions. Am I enough? Am I trained enough? Am I certified enough? Am I experienced enough to go out and um, help other people? Mm. Will I be loved? Will people like me? Will they, will they give me feedback? If they're not giving me feedback, maybe I'm not loved. What does that mean? And then the third one um, haunts a lot of professionals when they're stepping into a new world because, and, and it haunted me stepping from being a trial lawyer into being a coach. Will they find me out to be the fraud I know myself to be? That whole imposter syndrome thing. Mm -hmm. And so in, in all three of those areas, with all of the permutations of those questions, that, that, that gets deep to the heart of who we are as human beings, how we show up in the world as human beings, how we show up in the world as confident, able professionals, and whether or not we are going to move beyond those obstacles and get out of our own way so that we can do the work we're called to do. Because as I've said to Joe, if we have these doubts, if we have these questions, we are human. We get to check the box, yep, I'm human. And then to go out and serve the people we're meant to serve. Because if we get stuck in those questions, if we're not, if we're not willing to entertain those questions and wrestle those demons to the ground, then we stay suck, stuck and selfish and we never do the work. And one of the things I so honor Joe Perrone for doing is he's willing to wrestle with the demons in the dark and go deep. Powerful. I love those three questions. So Joe, what impact did those three questions have on, on you in terms of going deep and what difference did that make in how you showed up in the world? Yeah, great, great question, Meredith. It, it, it helped me tremendously refocus on that, that higher calling on, on what I was truly 
put on this earth to do. And what, what we're all here to do is help other people and make this, you know, make this world and in, in, in my, my world, it's, a, it's our business community, make it a better place. And, and I've done, <laughs> you know, now research that I would never have done had I stayed safe in my, in my comfortable world. But now I, I've met some, some amazing people. I've met the Meredith Bells of the world. I've met you just, you know, so many great people that have inspired me and, and really have taken my, my network and my personal um, level of, of accountability just so much higher. And it, it really set the bar for the work that I do, the, the seriousness of the problems that our business community is facing. Um, you know, we, we as, as parents, we need to, you know, be more focused on raising, I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And as I see, my, my passion is creating time away from my business so that I can work with my children. I can be present with my children. And, you know, we're seeing higher, higher than ever suicide rates in teenage boys and girls. We're seeing, you know, more, you know, both parents working 50, 60, 70 hours and it's impacting our children. And, and, you know, this was, this was, these were stats and things that I might've assumed, but I didn't know as facts before I started doing this work. So it's almost refocused my work and the higher purpose is even greater at this point on time freedom and avoiding burnout in business um, because we risk losing our children. We risk losing our children to tablets, iPads, you know, society influences. So that's really important to me. I want to put a, a really sharp, point on what Joe said, because it's so beautiful. It relates to what you said earlier around ego, Meredith. The questions, those core questions that we grapple with are about us, about our, our ego, about our fragile I. And one of the things I always need to remind myself, because I'm not exempt from these questions either, is that none of this is about me. This work isn't about me. This interview isn't about me. This work is about the people we are called to serve, the lives we are called to touch. And if we get all caught up with that ego stuff, we're not outdoing the work. And one of the things I so appreciate about Joe is his willingness to, to grapple with those questions. And as he said, to refocus on the purpose and to double down and to get out there in the, into the world and do the work he's been called to do. Great, great points. And just thinking about what you've both said, um, I think too often, because I have been guilty of this myself, I, I recognize it, this idea of playing small and settling for what you've had in the past. And it, one of the key benefits, it sounds to me, of really effective coaching is you see a bigger future for yourself. You see yourself in a bigger way. So you expand your vision of who you are and who you can be in the world. Is that on target? Yeah, I think there are a number of roles that coaches have. Um, I've had um, my primary coach in my life for 14 years. Uh, and I, the, the relationship has 
has has deepened and uh, become just one of the most important things in my life. Uh, I would not be doing the work I'm doing today without her. Um, I think there are, I mean, we can get into coaching to solve a particular problem. So you might have a, a voice coach or, you know, if you're a golfer, a putting coach, you, you might have a coach to solve a particular problem. But at a meta level, coaching serves a number of, um, of, of important support principles. Number one is um, a coach literally stands out the game, outside the game. A coach is an objective observer of what's going on in your life and in your business and can see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and all three of those are really important. We often start with the good because oftentimes as human beings, we're focusing on what's not working in our lives. And so one of the things I like to focus on a, a, as a coach is what's working well, what's going well. So the coach stands outside the game. And related to standing outside the game is being able to actually objectively see because we get, we get so close to our own stuff as mm -hmm. business owners. Sometimes I'll be wrestling with a, um, a, a challenge and my coach will say, well, isn't it this? And it's like, Oh yeah, how come I didn't see it that way? And it's just because we get too close to it. Mm -hmm. So there's the uh, the standing outside the game. There's also the accountability piece. Yes, um, I had a client come to my um, my hallowed halls yesterday, and he said, "I'm sorry." He said, "I didn't do what I'm supposed to do." I said, "It's okay." I said, um, "But you're going to do it for next time." <laughs> he said, "Yes." Um, I said, "It's okay." Because here's what's true. If you didn't have a coach in your life, these two weeks would have gone by and another two weeks would have gone by and another two weeks have gone by and time will go by whether you do stuff or not. It will go by. But when you have a coach in your life with some degree of regularity, and I work with my coach every other week, you know, I'm working with her Friday morning at, at 5 a.m. Uh, and... Um, I'm very aware of not showing up empty handed for her. Mm -hmm. Very aware of that because there's a marking of the time. So the accountability piece. And then the third piece, you know, we won't go into the delineations between mentorship and coaching and all of that. But one of the jobs of a coach, an important job of the coach is to help you get, get to your destination faster and easier with less pain. You know, I, I say you don't need to reinvent this wheel because I have all of the shapes of that wheel square and round and broken. And uh, I, so you don't need to you don't need to suffer the things I've suffered because I'm going to get either faster and easier. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece of coaching uh, I alluded to earlier, and it's so, so important long term is having that safe space. I work with a lot of people who are, you know, in the upper echelons of the C-suite. They can't be vulnerable. They can't say, I don't know, or I'm unsure about this. They need a container. We all need a container where we can come, where it's safe. I, I, actually, I actually use the word as I'm teaching my coaches. We actually create what I refer to as sacred space, mm -hmm. that it is really special space where it is safe to be absolutely vulnerable to be in that place of, I don't know. 
uh, and just have the ability to hear yourself think. So those are the important roles uh, of a coach in the world. And, you know, as I said to you before, I think, um, uh, well, you look at successful people in arts and entertainment and business, they all have coaches and many have many, many coaches. I think the relationship does allow us to, to do the work in the world and play bigger in a way that we can't do by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So Joe, I love everything Walt, that you just said. Joe, let's talk about, so what difference has this kind of safe space, sacred, I love sacred space. I think mm-hmm. that's such a fabulous phrase. What difference has that made for you, Joe, in terms of accelerating your own development? Again, Meredith, it's, it's not making those excuses. It's doing the work. It's simple as that, doing the work. I, and, and it allows me to, you know, as Walt said earlier, you know, hey, I'm human. I'm having this human experience. I, I can be me. You know, one, one coaching session, Walt, just, just full stop, Joe, just be you. You know, just, just, just be you don't, don't try to be, you know, another coat, you know, another, don't style yourself after anybody. Don't try to be anybody, just be you, be authentic, raw, grit, whatever, whatever you are, whatever, just be it, just be it. That's, that's your gift, you know, realizing and unpacking this after, you know, all this time you, you push everything down and you just try to, you know, move through life and you, you, adapting and all this just be you just be you that's the people that you that's what everybody wants just you your style your voice the way you come across and that for me was so much so much to unpack that it's it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be the person that you were created to be and, and living that purpose and that experience in the only way that you can It's like one of the greatest gifts a coach could get. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. So Joe, what I want to know, I'm curious, um, how did you show up differently after Walt gave you permission to just be yourself? What what were some old beliefs or old habits or behaviors that you set aside? and, And what how did you show up differently by being yourself? So it was really, I would like, it, I'd give you an, an exact thing was my posting, how I would post and show up on the social media channels and get, get the message out was that it was okay to post pictures of me with my kids. Mm. That's, I, I was documenting. I wasn't creating new content. I wasn't curating content. No, this is me on a, a Wednesday hanging out with my son, because I think that's important. I think that's valuable. Um, I'm not down at the Porsche dealership taking pictures of me with with cars and, you know, uh, renting a private jet so I could take a picture in front of it or, you know, getting my suit on and, and, and taking a picture in front of the limo. Everybody thinks I'm cool. No. I think cool is making my kids breakfast every morning or take my kids to the grocery store and making an experience out of that. And that's life to me. That's, that's what gets me jazzed up is uh, we made, we had taco Tuesday last night. I think that's really cool. And I, and I was happy to be home to make, make the full spread for everyone and still do soccer and still run the business. So, you know, that just, 
released me to just document my life, document what you're doing, just be authentic, be you, be Joe. That's what you think's cool. Then put it out there. And that's what is the mag magnet in creating relationships because people see real, they sense real, they want, there's so much not real in the world today. And so that, that realness is what people really want. I couldn't agree more. Joe, I kind of tearing up listening to you talk because it's so rare for people to do that, especially men, I think, have this sense of needing to be, you know, always strong and, and I won't say perfect, but, you know, there's a, like an image they've got to maintain. And I love your posts. They are so, they, they not only showcase you with your kids, they make important life points. And so to me, this is a way, because I know, Walt, uh, you had a great interview with our friend Chris Doris, where you were making the point that, you know, we have this responsibility to make the best use of our gifts. And so, Joe, this is what I see you doing. You are fulfilling that responsibility in the way that you show up on social media and the things that you are willing to share and bring up. And to me, thinking about a business owner who may be struggling with burnout and some of the things you had struggled with before, to see you enjoying your kids, as opposed to standing in front of a big jet, you know, things that they would aspire to for themselves and say, gosh, how does he do that? So to me, you're, you're reaching out in a very, as you said, authentic way that's real and relatable for the folks that you want to help reach. So I just admire so much your willingness to, to do that. Thank you so much, Meredith. Yeah. And I love Joe that you're stepping out in a big way and getting in front of audiences and in front of organizations and sharing the message. And I know based upon uh, our work and what I've heard, because I sleuth this stuff out is that the message is landing because the message is landing from Joe and people want what Joe has. Mm -hmm. This is great. So let's just wrap up by saying, okay, so what's next? What, you know, Walt, 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 let's see, what do you see for Joe for his evolution? And Joe, what do you see for yourself for your evolution and how working together is going to help you achieve that? Walt? So, so one of the myths in, in business and business growth is that, as I said before, you buy this one thing, you do this one hack, you have these seven secrets, you will have an eight-figure business. I have built five successful businesses from scratch, and every single one of them has required um, time and a dirty four-letter word called work. And it is, it is very easy to get frustrated, um, to despair, to get discouraged in the face of the internet noise about what's true about business, which is that it's an exponential curve. It goes along what looks like the X axis, the zero axis for a long time before there's an inflection point. And Joe has begun to see um, some great upticks, but you know, part of the work um, Part of my work with Joe is to help him keep steady because I have never, ever seen anyone who has had the courage to stay the course not succeed. I've seen incredibly bright people give up and go away. I have seen people of modest ability stay the course and see the extraordinary uptick. 
Um, it is the ability to see this as a long game, to see the work as a long game. So part of the work is to support Joe across the long game. The other piece um, is to uh, give him incrementally, he sent me an email today about a very cool topic around uh, marketing, wanting to go deeper in a particular area. It's to allow him to get faster and better, quicker in the areas where we need to go deeper strategically. The third area is um, to provide him the accountability. Um, and the fourth, um, reason, the, the fourth area of the work is to continue to hold the space. Um, he um, makes the coach happy when you hear your, your, your own terms mirrored back. When the head trash gets too big um, for him to come to me. Because what, part of what I want the people I work with to know is that you're not alone. Entrepreneurship, business work, that can be a lonely go. And so I always want to hold that space with Joe, that sacred space, so that he never feels alone in this. So that's, from my perspective, where we're going. Okay, Joe. Um, yeah, to, to just you know, jump off what Walt said is, is having that vision to, you know, right now I, I made a post last night on LinkedIn. It was about, you know, I, I went back and I looked at it and I said, I've created about 6,000 hours of time freedom over the last just several years. And it, it dawned on me that, you know, I want to create time freedom for others, but I, I also believe that, you know, you have to have a goal with a, with a, you know, with a, a specific, number on it and make it real. So, you know, I, Walt doesn't even know this yet, but I want to create 1 million hours of time freedom for the business community out there. And it's, you know, a vision of mine. It's, it's something that I, I thought of, I, I'm, here's the authentic. I thought of this last night after I posted it and I came down, you know, we were just talking before we went on the show about, you know, 3 a.m. while I'm sending Walt messages at, in Cork, Ireland, he's getting them at, at, well, as he's journaling. But I literally came down last night and I wrote down 1 million hours of time freedom created for the small business community. And, and, that's, and that's what I want to do. That's, I want to help business owners spend more time with their kids, pursue that, that next passion project and dream project that they want to pursue. And, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and I'm just grateful for people like you, Meredith, and people like Walt that are out there helping other people like me get their voices heard and, you know, creating that new, you know, that new vision of what they, what the, they can become because we've seen it in our heads already. But the ego just keeps pushing it down and saying, no, 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 that will never happen. That's, that's, that's unattainable. And, you know, when, when there's an accountability and when there's mentors, when there's that next level of people that have gone there, they've done it, they've gone in the deep waters and they say, just keep going a little more, just keep going a little more. You can do it. You, can, you know, Dory, I, I watched Dory with my two-year-old, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. So what Joe is talking about, and, it, you know, as we wrap up, it's important to think about this, what Joe is talking about is legacy work. You know, the, mm -hmm. the work that, that stands the test of time. You know, the work that we do as, as coaches and consultants is like a pebble dropped in a pond. 
you know, there's that immediate impact where the business owner might have time, but then it's the, <coughs> the health benefits and the spiritual benefits and the emotional benefits and not just in his immediate orbit, but then modeled and lived, it goes out and becomes generational. And, you know, that's, that's the beautiful thing of the work that Joe is doing. And I just, I so honor that Joe. Wow. What a powerful way to, to end Joe with that vision you have, which I totally love. And then Walt, the way you put it in the context of legacy, because that's really what we all want. And so what has happened to me just in summarizing your work together is that Walt, you've helped Joe create a much bigger vision than he ever would have had without his work with you in in terms of what what impact he may have. And what a gift it is to work with someone who is willing to go there like Joe Perone. And it's just a, a privilege to do the work with you, Joe. So thank you. And Merida, thank you for allowing us to, to go to these places. It's a, that's a rare gift. So thank you for that. Yeah, this was a very special conversation. And I want to, again, thank Tom Perone for yes. suggesting it because it was it was a really, to me, a very special, special time together. Thank you both. So as we wrap up, I know some of my uh, listeners will want to know where can they find you both and, um, and learn more about what you're doing and what you offer? Well, your listeners will want to lean in on this because this is complicated. Walthampton.com. <laughs> Walthampton.com. I made it up myself. And, I, and I'm joeperone.biz, two R's. <laughs> that's, that's the most complicated thing you have to remember. That's great. And you're both on social media. And so I recommend folks connect with you and check out your posts. Walt has these wonderful uh, short videos that he creates that are packed with wisdom. And Joe's posts you've got to see with his wonderful kids and just the insights he's sharing about business and his own development. So thank you both for being with me today. This has been an honor for me to be part of this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now head over to growstrongleaders.com slash free and grab our ebook, Listen Like a Pro. You'll find out how to connect on a deeper level with the people who matter to you. And while you're there, check out our two books, Connect With Your Team and Peer Coaching Made Simple. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell.